1: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun.
3: Is everybody in?
4: Time together. Actually, a little more than midway for this week because we will be uh, out on Friday. No show Friday. Some radio uh, programmers don't want you to announce that. Like, no, just you don't say yeah, it. Because
5: then everybody will still tune in expecting you.
4: Right. Which sucks. Well, we don't want
5: to disappoint you. Like, uh, yeah. you're expecting I mean, Ben and Woods, then you don't get it. Yeah, How is that like, serving our audience? Imagine like Chili's.
4: You're like, hey, I really want Chili's. And they're like, hey, just, let's just close on Friday and don't tell anyone. And people are like, hello. Hello. <laughs> I wanted my chicken crispers and my fajita shooters. Like, no, we're, we're not going to be here Friday. I'm going to Dallas for a wedding. Ben's got a, a thing he's doing with his family. Please listen to DA
5: or, you know, whoever we've got in the morning that day. I'm happy happy to have you still. Do whatever you want.
4: We'll be back Monday. But we'll be back Monday. Right. So,
2: Management so. that doesn't like us to do that, they're not the ones that get the tweets yeah, and the texts. Yeah, that's exactly and... right.
4: And we're still going to get them. We're yeah. S- we're still going to get them because not everybody listens like, all the time.
2: This kind of... Sets us up to maybe
4: not get as many. Right. We've had a um guarantee we've we've had a, of, of wait, text six oh five from
2: somebody, one of my friends listening you in. You guys did, good? No, man? everything okay? Because everything
4: okay? everyone thinks you got fired. Yeah. Wait till Christmas, you guys.
5: We've had a fairly busy, <laughs> busy month of like eighteen to twenty hour work days no doubt, and weekends <laughs> Bro, and all can I kinds just say of stuff. Say so yesterday just was
2: Christmas. amazing. Why? Like n- just so I thought yesterday's show was a lot of fun I had a blast yesterday. we talked a lot of Padres, but we also talked a lot of, we talked about weddings and we did a whole segment on Fountains of Wayne, yeah. you know, and I'm like, blast. all right, we're getting into off-season mode here. We're having a little bit of fun. We're kind of broadening our horizons a little bit. And then like last night to just have like no game, nothing. like no Monday night football, like really nothing really going on in the sports world and to just kind of. Step away. So I was on Twitter it was last so night. So nice. And I saw. You were on
4: Twitter last night? <laughs> I saw. Oh my God. If you're a basketball fan, you have to tune to this Warriors uh, uh, Sixers game. Was Warriors Suns. Warriors Suns. Ch- get a little chippy. So I saw that. And then they're like, this is an elite game. Beginning of the season, elite. I turn over, it's an 18-point difference. I'm like, I'm good. I watched four seconds and was like, I'm fine. Seven technical
5: fouls, and uh, Clay Thompson got ejected for the first time in his career. The Suns won easily.
4: Yeah, because they were up 18
2: when well, yeah. I turned had two in. points and yeah, got that's, ejected. That's like the NBA trying to build. I mean, those are two of the best teams in the Western Conference, sure, but it's Best it's record in,
5: in the NBA last year against the team that won the ring last year in the NBA. But it's... It's October. It's, I mean, even I acknowledge that early season basketball,
4: you a long way from finished It's so products. funny because I freaking love early season baseball. You do, I that's mean, true, I, that's I, true. I, early I, season baseball feels fresh and crisp I, I love and new. It.
5: Yeah. Early season basketball feels like slonky. an extension of the preseason. Yeah. I think
2: if we had a team, it might be a little bit yeah, different. I think it would be, uh, too. Because I, I don't have a team, But and I'm like... I love the NBA. I love basketball, but I'm like, yeah, Clippers are already catch me at
5: Christmas load managing. Kawhi two straight days. He didn't play last night, and Paul George was sick, so the Clippers got run off the court in Oklahoma City. You don't see that in baseball as much, you know, like load management early in the season.
4: Yeah. Oh, let's Manny give, played one day. Yeah. And we're gonna give him three let's days. Give off. Manny two of the first what?
5: five days off of the year. You're just you don't see that in baseball, but you do in the NBA for some reason. Uh, thanks again to Adam Jones. I really would love to get, get a culinary tour of Baltimore with Adam Jones would. someday. That would be fun. I know you would. Um, speaking of culinary, Senior Grubbies in downtown in Carlsbad and Oceanside brings you this hour of Ben and Woods. You can check out their daily happy hour, happy hour from 3 to 6. Hashtag eatgrubbies and eatgrubbies.com. Good news. Internet's back. Oh, I will good. need, I, yes, I will need probably to be more um, financially well off to – Hang with Adam Jones, though, considering the places he likes to frequent and the far-flung locales that he goes to. Um, I per- think you can
4: handle Baltimore. Baltimore <laughs> is...
5: A possibility that's why i said baltimore i didn't yeah. say the that's south of Barcelona. france right it's with baltimore. adam jones get a flight there for a probably gonna go to some nice places if adam jones is taking you around
4: he's also city. a multi-millionaire so i would expect him to pick up the tab well
5: speaking of multi-millionaires <laughs> the story that i didn't get to in our, our don't slash do do this segment so we had this on channel 10 last night uh, colleague jeff Lasky had this story there is a multi-millionaire somewhere in san diego that doesn't oh god know
4: it this is nerve-wracking yeah guys. so it's,
5: um it's, it's, it's sickening so like like
4: i guess a psa isn't it yeah, yeah, so this I is a psa a
5: few months ago he he, he did this story it's seven eleven bankers hill okay so they're near downtown you know just by the balboa park someone went in bought a, a lotto ticket uh super lotto plus whatever it was and they won the jackpot 38 million the oh my store God. owner gets alerted hey you sold the winning ticket
2: i'm gonna throw house. they
5: send the announcement the store owner gets a little cut uh, you know like you, you know you own a 711 you just get 120,000 cuz someone That's bought the winning I didn't ticket know that. yeah yeah if you sell the winning That's ticket killer. you get like 0. 0.5 per whatever you get a it's awesome you get a cut of the uh, of the winnings the thing is though it was uh, it was a while ago and there's an ex- expiration date and they still haven't claimed the, the oh, win. Oh my God. Tomorrow... How long is the expiration date? It's like six months or something, I think. And oh, tomorrow bro, is the day... If you haven't done it. ...that if they haven't claimed their ticket, they lose $38 million. It just breaks my heart. It really is a tough one. So, I mean, if you know anyone who frequents the Seven Eleven In Bankers Hill. Bankers Hill. They don't know who it is.
2: If you know anybody that lives or works or... Visits, man. So
4: it could be. It could so, be the, anybody, um, so the
5: so the owner of the store did went. He went to the security footage.
4: Holy crap!
5: And said, "I think I saw the. Wo- it was a woman who bought the ticket. An older woman who had been kind of a somewhat. Reg- he like recognized her mm-hmm. as a regular customer, but has she oh, hasn't she, been in in a long time. Died? I don't know.
4: What if she died? Some the tickets in her just sitting there, somewhere. there. Oh. or like. My brain is running wild. It's <laughs> so sad. I, I mean, honestly. Like, you got it. Okay, so I've, I'll have i say this. I have never bought a lottery ticket. I have bought a buttload of scratchers before. But um, an
5: actual, like, numbers, never. Powerball number... I've never oh gone don't in... You don't and, do that when the... I, I rarely do it when the jackpot's like $800 million. Shelly and I will both by like five or something, right?
4: No, I, I've never. My wife always says, "Hey, will you pick up?" And I go, "No, I don't know how to do it. So <laughs> you do it. I don't. If you want to do it, do it." I've never actually gone in and bought lottery tickets. You just ask the person behind the counter. Think I, might have, can done like I an have office pool. Can work? I get no, five? That's that's garbage because I've heard people in line. Let me get four. Some of the Super Pick, and I'm like, "What? It's too much for me." So I just go, "All right, I'm good." You know, and and, that I, hard. and I move on. Three Powerball, please. Uh, I've there's, done there's the pool, like, here's dollars. my 20 bucks, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, somebody else goes yeah, and that does too. it. But the deal is, is I'm the dummy that would buy them, forget <laughs> that I bought them, and never check. Ever. And you could be that person you know, who won $38 million but never claimed and, it. And here's the other thing have about that. Have been to Binker Hill? Binker Hill? I have, six I months. I Are you a, an older lady? I'm not was. an older lady, despite <laughs> what many of you say on Twitter. <laughs> um, I... I would be the guy that just bought the ticket, forgot it, and then not go double check it. So that I, I, it's very feasible to me that it could happen. Now, the fact that you know everything in this world these days is data driven. They collect your data for everything. It is still a touch archaic. To to what you should be able to do is this: you buy your lottery tickets You go into a, a website or on an app. You scan your ticket and then it alerts you if you want. That's it's a no-brainer. I mean, everything is about collecting data. Everything is about being in the computer. So Now if you bring your ticket back to the store, they, they can, can scan do it it, sure. They
5: scan it for you. They tell you winner, loser, whatever.
4: But again, that lady could have bought her ticket, scanned it with her phone. And it goes into her California lottery app or whatever, and then hey, you won thirty eight million dollars. You've now got thirty eight million in your account. Correct. To buy more lottery so exactly tickets. Exactly right. Imagine trying to go. I, I, I know you don't do this, but how funny would it be if you went back to the seven? Let me like, by the way, I, was, I won thirty eight million. So I'll do like uh, fives, tens. Some 20s and a few hundred. <laughs> the guy's like, hey, yeah. I got to go back and say, pull out a giant Samsonite <laughs> briefcase full of cash. And you walk your happy ass out of there with a big old suitcase of money. Uh, man, I just, I just don't. I can't wrap my head around the fact that somebody right now in this very city, 15 minutes from here, could be sitting on a $38 million ticket. I, I
5: guess the silver lining, if nobody claims it. You know how lottery money goes to public schools? All of it then goes to our, our public schools in right? California. Oh, that's good then. A little windfall hmm. for school children.
4: That's good. Yeah, yeah. We shouldn't, we shouldn't have to wait on... <laughs> our public schools should not be having to wait on whether somebody didn't cash in their lottery, t- lottery ticket. They should be getting windfalls anyway. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's our children. It's our children. They're our future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. So I, uh, that's a real bummer. Well, I mean, listen, if you know anybody in Bankers Hill, you know old women in Bankers Hill, uh, let them know that they may be sitting on a thirty. I mean, we did
5: the story line. last night on Channel Ten to get the word out. Figure might as well get the word out as well. Maybe someone has a an aunt or a grandma who lives there, and they know. Hey, she doesn't she buy Seven Eleven lottery tickets sometimes God, by what her are house? The odds
4: of finding it. Hey,
5: Grandma, do you um. do you have a lottery ticket or an old one sitting around? You might want to check it because uh, there's like just the clock
4: is ticking here on this $38 million grand prize. All right, Scott says there is an app for that, California Lottery. I guess you can do that. Well, then maybe is that, can you scan it and it'll alert you, or does it just let you? Like, Possibly. You can just go in and check the numbers maybe. I
5: don't know. It can probably check the numbers for you yeah. if you scan it, yeah. That'd be cool.
4: You still have to do it, though. You have to make, you can't you can do it. You have to take that last step and actually do it. <laughs> Nuke Voigt tweets in so Stephen Woods knows how to gamble like a degenerate, knows every line in pie gow, and craps, can't figure out picking a handful of random numbers for thirty eight million. You know, Nuke, let me let me allow me to retort. Okay? It's not much of a retort. Here. No no no. no! It's just a... you don't... I don't know the I don't know the terminology. Let me tell you something, Nuke. I also don't know the terminology in gambling. I really don't. Adam, our boss, Adam Klug, you know BetQL that we talk about? BetQL. It's actually a pretty, pretty good app. And I look at it and see what their lines are and, and recommendations and things like that. I look at it from time to time. They were actually, they offered me the chance to live tweet during one of the Padres-Phillies games, right? And they were going to get you a little money for it, Right. So they wanted me to live tweet the entire – live uh, chat. There's a chat feature on there. They wanted me to chat on there the whole time. And I said, number one, the game is too important. I don't want to be chatting on BetQL. I want to be watching the game. So that was number one. And I told Adam, this is a true story. I go, um, the other reason I don't want to do it is I'm I'm, I'm not real good with, like, the terminology of betting and stuff. When somebody goes, oh, well, this ha- that's made the lines move. And the, and I, I just – I look at the thing and I go – who do we got on the bump today? All right, we got Musk. You go know with your gut. I, I'm, a gu- I'm a feel guy, man. I am a feel guy. I'm like, I don't know. I don't get into the weeds on the terminology. I don't get into the weeds much you on anything. you know what anything, a teaser ben. is? No. You don't know what a teaser is? Pe- my friend, my buddy Steve goes, oh, you know what the, oh, hook-, man, the hook is nope. in a football game? Sure do. You don't know what the hook is. No idea. Never heard of it. I've heard of a teaser. Don't know what it is. They have if bets on my side. I go, I don't know what that is. I'm just going to bet Padres against the Phillies, and the Padres are getting a run and a half, and I got to spend 175 to make 100. Fine, I'll do that. It.
5: Half runs the hook.
4: Oh, That's, that's the, the hook. hook. Yeah, that's the hook. All right. See, so that's the other. That's the other reason. It's not just lottery tickets, Nuke. It's everything. When people start talking serious, it's like cards, Ben. There's a terminology to poker. Yeah, a big lots of lots of terminology to poker. I don't do that. I just look at my cards and I place my bets. I don't get into the weeds on much at all. So the teaser is when you want
5: to bet a team. Let's say uh, you like an underdog. Let's say you like the uh, you like the Jets in their next game, and they're they're three point underdogs. But you're not sure. You know, you think it's going to be close, but is it going to be three? A teaser, you can get six more points and turn them into nine-point dogs. So okay. all of a sudden, you I win. pay more. Yeah, you get less. You well, get, I buy points. You win less back. So yeah, you're basically teasing then as you kind of buy points
4: to, to help your bet become more likely to win at a lower price. Yeah, I and honestly, it's so funny that Nuke said that because you would think that I would be very well versed. Yes, you and would. If I showed you how many bets I place a week, you would lose your mind. You'd, it would blow your mind. That being said, I just gamble on the games that I feel like I can, I can win, and I don't always win. And also, uh, Luke, I don't know how to play Pai Gow. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred GAMBLER. G E G E zero 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 four six. Ben Sets. knows how to play Pai Gow, don't you?
5: I do. I don't. Know Absolutely. How to play. You got to set your high hand, your low hand. You're playing against the dealer,
4: and uh, if you can win both hands, then you win your, your bet. But Nuke, that is literally one of the funniest tweets I've ever yeah. seen. That's hysterical. Uh, craps, I don't really know. I just follow a guy that's in front of me. I'm really bad with learning things. Craps is a tough
5: one. You need to, you
4: need to play with someone who knows how to play. 100%. Do it it a little bit to figure it out. I really, I'm telling you, man, I'm, I'm absolutely telling you guys. When, when Hannah has asked me to go buy Powerball tickets, I panicked. I froze up. I was like, I can't do it. You do it. You do it.
5: So there you go. Funny the things that make you nervous.
4: Talking in front of
5: 10,000 people at Petco Park over the weekend, fine. Yeah, I did great. Talking to uh, a half dozen preschoolers today, Yes, you're very nervous about I'm it. I'm terrified. Going in the like presentation. Uh, you know, betting a couple hundred dollars on the Padres, fine. Piece of cake. Buying a Super
4: Lotto ticket or a Powerball <laughs> ticket at the convenience store. Can't do that. Everybody Mark's hunters because I can't believe a word said in any casino ads now. Mark, I will sit down and play some California-style blackjack, but I'm also the guy that might get yelled at at the table a time or two, just so you know. I don't do su- anything super goofy, but I'm not about to go study a blackjack chart. I play with my gut. <laughs> it's so true. I, I literally refused like a couple hundred dollars from Adam because I didn't I didn't want to be in there and talking about The terminology of things that I didn't know. You don't like to embarrass. I don't. No one does. does. Nobody wants to. Uh, And
0: fifty-four is a forty-five more than what is the answer, Marta? Nine. No, it's eight. No, No, it's it's nine. nine. Yes, I was testing you. It's nine, and that's a magic number.
2: Lindsay, in about two and a half hours
3: no it's fine.
2: no it's fine. bob melvin
5: and aj preller did their uh postseason wrap-up we'll do our uh our postmortem with aj Casavell coming up at the bottom of the hour you definitely want to stay tuned for that mlb.com's aj Casavell joining us still have a rindle report to get to and much more do not go anywhere more ben and woods on the way after a check of traffic here on 97.3 the fan
3: Strange way, I know somehow we will do, Look around through the town, not a soul to be found. In silence, not a sound. There's no one around but you. In the back of the car, on our way from.
5: Start them or sit them. Who will be a boom this week? Who will be a bust? Upper Hand Fantasy gives you the insight on the best matchups and the best lineups for your fantasy team. Get the upper hand with hosts Faraz Siddiqui and Zach Rizzuto. They do the hard work, so you don't have to. Just listen, get smarter, set your lineup. Brand new episodes each and every weekday. It's Upper Hand Fantasy on the Free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Had a, uh, a great discussion with Adam Jones about. About Twitter and and heckling and all that, and I thought that was an interesting thing he said. Come at me at a ball game. That means you paid your ticket. You know, you paid your money for your ticket. You're drinking beer. You're having a hot dog, and you want to heckle me. You know, call me a bum loser. He goes, I, that really never bothered me. Now, obviously, you don't cross the line and and go personal, go family, go race. Can't throw stuff at right. him. right. Yeah, but like you can. He's like, you can heckle me all you want. It's interesting to me. It, it circles back to the Eric Cosmer situation yesterday amongst um, you know Padres fans and Twitter, and I, I, I do find it interesting. And again, I, I will let me say this: a person's Twitter is their their house. You, you Ben, you get to decide who you let in your home. Sure, you do. This is your online home. If you want it to be, you don't have to spend. Paulie doesn't spend much time on his on, online home, and that's his choice. But I'd spend a lot of time in my online home. I can decide if, hey man I don't like you I don't like your tone I don't like what you said you're out you're done you don't get to stay in my online home right there's nothing inherently wrong with that at all I, I find nothing wrong with it
5: now if you're a, a brand uh, an athlete a radio show sure you don't want to necessarily limit who can consume your content well I mean, you're the fan you're the fan of uh, Howard Stern what's the line from Private Parts the your fans love you. They listen to you two hours a day. The, your, haters, your haters listen four. They listen four hours <laughs> they listen, a day. Listen.
4: Why do they listen <laughs> if they hate them? Because they want to say the what they're going to say next.
5: Right. You don't want to necessarily block out some of the big haters, but again, because they there could be some of your best
4: audience. On my personal Twitter page, I block people all the time. If I don't, if I don't like you, I'm, I, you know, I, I want, I want most. Like I like to have fun. I like to needle. I like to be obnoxious. I like to have fun with my with my friends, and even with my. I don't block. You know what I don't block? I don't block a lot of Dodger fans that are coming after me and and my family and things. I don't. I don't. I don't block. Them. I. You know what? I don't block anybody. I occasionally will mute well, someone. I, I'm muted like crazy, so you can still see me. I just can't see you anymore. So here's the thing that he said though that that registered with me. Eric Hosmer's career in San Diego. I think. I think we can all say it was a a, a bust. Yes. It was a must. Yeah, absolutely. He, I, I believe in his full time here, if you look at it overall, I believe he has, is a negative war player. You can
5: go through all the, hey, he was loved in the clubhouse, he was sure, a leader, sure. he absolutely. helped change the culture. Whatever you want. A.J. Preller had to trade him and pay all of his salary. Correct. There's just no way you're a successful player when you're, your team is getting rid of you and having to pay the
4: freight to get rid of you. That's just... That's just a fact. And in the time that he's been here, I have been to, let's call it, let's call just for a round number, let's call it 100 Padre games in Eric Hosmer's six years he spent here. More than that, probably. But or let's call it an average number. Do you know how many times I heard him get booed at Petco Park? Zero. Never once. I never heard that man get booed. He, the, Adam just said Reese Hoskins was getting booed a week ago. In Philly, I never heard him get booed. Not one time. I've heard Juan Soto get booed. He's been here six weeks. Never heard Eric Hosmer get booed. Never once. He was treated maybe online crappily by the fans, but in person and and, and really by the media. Like, I I defended the guy for a long time because I did know what he brought to the clubhouse. I'd heard it. Trevor Hoffman brought it up the other day when we did our watch party with him. Right? He brought it up.
2: I would assume after one of those many... Blunders at first
4: base that there were some booze. Man, it's if there the double were double
5: playgrounder to the right side, there had to have been a if, few.
4: If there were, I never heard the resounding Aaron Judge walking off with his Giancarlo stand with his head down, getting booed by the entirety of the stadium. Honestly, man, he didn't he did not engage with this community. He did not. I mean, he 144 million bucks is a lot of dough. Uh, we were a morning show, uh, we get accused all the time of being so soft. And we're just buddy buddy with the players, and we're cheerleaders for the team. These are all things I've seen in the last forty eight hours, dude. We asked for that guy a hundred times, never came on our show once. I've never spoken to the man, ever. We've been a show almost five years.
5: Here's the thing: so if you're a smart athlete, it's not that hard, even if you're struggling to win over fans. You can win over opposing fans. Did you see Joe Musgrove? Did you see Will Myers throwing footballs with Philly fans? You know, before the game, he hey was man. warming up with the football, he tossed it into the crowd, they toss it back. Did you, everybody... You think those Philly fans aren't, don't now think... Hey, well, I, well, that Joe Musgrove, he was kind of cool, he was throwing football 100%. You don't have to do much to win over the fans.
4: Did every person not see the love that Will Myers got for hitting a buck 07? Right. In the postseason? Why? Because he was engaging, he answered questions in the media... He took responsibility. Bought some alcohol. Bought some booze. His wife was active and, and involved, you know, semi-involved in the community in this last year. It's not hard, man. It's not. So I, I don't feel bad for him. I don't. I, I Man, $144 bucks. And I was trying to, I was racking my brain this morning thinking of athletes around the country, even in any sport. He was a premier signing for this team for a lot of money. Not one. Thanks, San Diego. I know we didn't get the job done. I know I didn't, you know, I, I know that we didn't reach our ultimate goal, but thank you guys for all your support. Not one thing. Not, and you don't have to take out a, 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 you don't have to fly a blimp around. You don't have to take out a billboard. You don't even have to take out a full ad in the paper. How about a tweet? Thanks, San Diego. You took $144 million from this franchise. You didn't even say thanks on your way out the door? I know you didn't like how it ended. We didn't like how it started and ended either. But you don't even say thank you? 144 million bucks doesn't buy your fans and, and your, your people that support the team. It doesn't buy them a, hey man, I know we fell short. I, I, I wish I could have done more. Thank you guys, man, for your support. I'm out. Off to Boston, I go and excited for the next chapter. Not one? Really? Not one.
5: You very much wanted Eric Hosmer to be successful. I think everybody, everybody I mean, you, did.
4: You were strongly yep. in his camp. And hey, and you I, tried. And I even said Monday, or I said it last week, probably not in the playoffs this year without him. The April that he had him and Manny together, probably not in the playoffs without him. He won us a lot of ball games in April for the last two seasons. That's really about it, though, man. But you don't even drop a thank you? You took up for $144 million, you He doesn't even buy you a thanks? Appreciate it?
5: No, but you did block a lot of people. Yesterday. Tired, man. All right. We got uh, AJ Casavell joining us. Post mortem on the Padres season from the guy who saw just about everything from MLB.com. He was also there yesterday at Petco Park. AJ Casavell up next with Ben Woods on 97.3. The fan. Don't go anywhere. This hour 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Gomez Trial Attorneys. Seriously injured? Get a real trial attorney. Get Gomez if you've been injured in a car, truck, or motorcycle accident. Gomez Trial Attorneys ready to fight for you all the way to trial. Get a real trial attorney. Get Gomez. Call 833 get Gomez. We'll get AJ Casavell. Right after this check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. Uh, Let's go out to our premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Uh, Again, big thank you. uh, Sent that tweet out. Thank you for doing that, Woods. Uh, Everybody who's helped us cover the Padres all year long.
4: One of the biggies, though, is AJ Casseville from MLB.com. He was a late addition, but uh, I did say, I'm sorry if I forgot you. And then I remembered. So it's like better late than never, right, AJ? I
6: guess so. I mean, I didn't even notice this tweet, but if if I was forgotten and then remembered, that's that's the way I want it to be. Damn it!
4: Sometimes I just keep my mouth shut. He wouldn't have known. Yeah. Well, thank you again for your uh, your amazing help for our you had show. Seventeen posts dedicated only to you, AJ. You, uh, yes. You missed it. I'm sorry. You were fantastic, man. You are fantastic. How uh, how's it going? Yesterday, your your thoughts of yeah. the uh, the postseason presser.
6: Yeah, it was. I mean, feels like a like a funeral after after the season ends. And you have one of these press conferences, especially after a postseason run. Um it's weird. I think it's weird to tie a bow on this season because you feel like the Padres, you feel like it was a successful season in a lot of ways. But once you reach the National League Championship Series and and you're playing a team that finished with fewer wins than you during the regular season, you anticipate probably more things. And so it feel there's kind of a bitter taste in the mouth, I assume, as soon as as the off season progresses and this thing gets going and the expectations are raised for 2023, you look back at 2022 for what it was, which was pretty mostly a success in a lot of areas.
5: AJ, when um, AJ Preller said, they're guys that you know in Juan's case should be here for many years to come. <laughs> Is it fair to, to parse those words and try to figure out how many years are many years? Does that mean more than the two that... They have under team control or, or, I mean, when you're just talking off the cuff like that, should we, should we cut some slack and not read that much into it?
6: Well, I think the Padres pretty clearly want Juan Soto here for many years to come. You don't trade all that, all that talent from the farm system without at least the option of exploring an extension. Um, So I, 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 think in that regard, that's just kind of what Preller was where Preller's brain is, is at. Um, I also think that that's going to be a tough thing to get done considering what he turned down in Washington and considering the way, I think, wh- how we know uh, Boris clients tend to, tend to like to test their markets. So it's going to be a storyline for the offseason. I think more than anything, it's just kind of what A.J. Preller and what the Padres want, which is having Juan Soto here long term as opposed to anything being that definitively where he's going to be.
4: He's been such a uh, delight to watch. He really has. I said it yesterday on the show. Uh, you know, his A-Bs, win, lose, draw, you know, home run, double, walk, strikeout, ground out to second, whatever. It's it's appointment viewing. He is. He's a, He is a guy that he will put my ass in the seat, AJ, as long as he is here. He is a guy my kids love to watch. Um, he is the, the way, he plays baseball the way it should be played. Like, it's fun. Um, I loved, I loved every second having him here. How much do you think? And it's kind of a, it's it, it's kind of a broad question, but how much do you think it will help a guy like that to finally be with the guys at spring training to go through the rigmarole of of what everybody goes through in spring training in Arizona with the same teammates and some new teammates sprinkled in, obviously. But you know, knowing hey, this is where I'm going to be for at least the next couple years. Do you expect him to benefit also? Sidebar to that, the shift going away, do you think that will help him next season?
6: Yeah, I think to, to the sidebar, yes, although I think he, makes most, he does most of his damage hitting over the shift and working his way on by a walk, but he's the type of guy that, that, that will benefit from that. I also think that um, just, just with kind of what he brings to the table, he, he is, he's such a unique player and he's such a gifted player with how he works walks and how he hits home runs and kind of the rare combination of patience and power um he went through a little bit of a rough time this season in san diego which if you look at the numbers it's not really a rough time by anyone else's standards but juan Soto's standards but we called juan soto to those standards because of what the padres gave up for him um i think give him a give him an off season give him a spring training to get acclimated uh he probably looks more like juan soto than he did in the second half of this season but i also think that if you look at what we saw in the postseason which is Juan Soto kind of not caring all that much that he didn't perform in August and September and just authoring maybe four or five of the biggest hits in the Padres playoff run, the types of moments that like if you're a baseball fan, those are the kind of moments that you want and the kind of moments that you remember. I think his go ahead, his go ahead, double in game two, made Petco Park shake his game tying single in the NLDS is, I mean, uh, on the on the opposite end of that spectrum, in New York, that kind of back breaking single after the Mets had brought Edwin Diaz in as their last vestige of hope, and he lines that two run single, and they go up six nothing. Like these are the kind of moments that as baseball fans, you want to remember and you want to have to cherish. And Juan Soto seems to really enjoy those. So even if he was struggling, and even if he could use maybe an off season in the spring tra- training to acclimate, there's still just clearly something there where this guy loves the moment. I mean,
4: I got, I got an email yesterday. Yesterday. To my work email that said, uh, you know, he's got to do more. He just didn't perform in the postseason. I'm sitting there going, what postseason were you watching? Because no one's going to go four for four. I got the same about Manny. You know, no one's going to go four for four. Nobody's going to, you know, every single game, unless you're Bryce Harper. um, You know, you see what Bryce Harper does, and you kind of expect that out of your superstars. Uh, he had a really, really nice postseason. And like you just mentioned, four massively clutch hits uh, that helped us advance. I think it's just absurd.
6: Yeah, and I do too. And I, I also think that I, I tweeted, I don't know, it was maybe after one of his NLCS home runs, that, um, that some people on Twitter have some really bad opinions about Juan Soto. And yeah. I got a lot of pushback on that, guys saying, what, well, you don't think he's underperforming? Well, no, that's not what I said. I mean, it, it, by his standards... Juan Soto under, has underperformed in San Diego is not a bad opinion. It seems kind of factual to me. But that, but some of the opinions I was hearing where they should bench him against lefties or they shouldn't look to sign him long-term. And it's just like, what, what are we talking about here? This is Juan Soto. This is a guy who's been here for two, for two months, and he's had – and you get to the postseason, he kind of proves his mettle in terms of what he can get done there. I don't know. I think he's he – and I felt this way long before the Padres traded for him. He's one of the most exciting players to watch in baseball. If I had an MVP vote last year, I would have voted him number one over Harper. I don't know how. I don't know if that would have been the right call or not. Um, he's he's an unbelievable baseball player. He's unbelievable. I yep. think we saw the, the 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 real glimpses of that in October, which is what you want.
5: Talking to MLB.com's AJ Casavell, uh, AJ uh, Jerkson Profar, Nick Martinez, Robert Suarez. I feel they're all in similar boats. They've got player options to their contracts, and, and all three of them have been off good enough seasons that on the open market they can probably earn themselves a raise. But we were also at Petco Park this weekend. We were talking to a couple of Padres alums, and and maybe they're biased. They pointed out that, hey, sometimes the comfort factor of having success somewhere, you know, you don't necessarily want to just chase the money every single time. How do you see the the free agency or the at least the decision here Playing out for all three of those guys. Is it simply, hey, we can get more money, so we we have to opt out in, in all three cases, or is there more to it?
6: Yeah, I think they kind of view all three of them. It seems were really happy in San Diego this year, um so I think you you balance that with the money that you're guaranteed you could make if you just opt into your contract, with how much more money you could make elsewhere, and maybe there's some talk with the organization. I know they have till five days after the World Series to potentially restructure some of that to, to keep those guys in San Diego before they hit the free agent market. I I think it kind of comes down to if all three of those guys are happy in San Diego and all of them, there is a comfort discount as opposed to going out into the, the free agent waters and kind of not knowing what to expect. Um, what I would say is I think probably Suarez and Nick Martinez are the two where the, the gap between what, what they would be guaranteed next season and um what they could make in free agency is is the biggest uh i don't I, I don't know if that means they they will necessarily opt out but i think that they could that they could do so and make more money than what they're making pro far it's it's probably a gap too he had a nice season but it might not be as big and so these are i guess these are just decisions that They'll have to make within, I think, five days after the World Series, but also there's some room for some flexibility if the Padres are looking to bring any of those guys back where they can negotiate before they they have to hit the market.
5: Now, a year from now, AJ, we'll be talking about a a much larger potential opt-out. Manny Machado will hit that five-year mark when he can decide to become a free agent again. What what do you think is going to be kind of the impact of that decision for the Padres organization? I mean, a lot of speculation, a lot can happen between now and then, but it could affect Soto talks. It could affect so much kind of in my in my opinion.
6: Yeah, and I we haven't really dove too deeply into this. I think this was always a post 2022 question when you go into the final season and now here we are. Um it's it's a huge it's a huge decision and what I will say is Manny Machado clearly loves San Diego and San Diego clearly loves Manny Machado. Yep. And so I think there's obviously a, a, like on both sides, there's a desire for Machado to stay in San Diego and finish that contract. Uh, that doesn't mean Manny Machado is, isn't going to avoid or is, is just going to say, you know what, I'm, I'm worth less than market value. So I think maybe there is some room for restructuring or maybe, maybe there isn't. I mean, that's a lot of money, 30 million a year for five years when you're, I mean, these first five seasons, if you're looking at Manny Machado's contract were in theory, his prime. And the Padres have absolutely gotten prime Manny Machado during those five seasons. The next five seasons, look, Manny Machado is an outstanding player. He posts, he plays every day and he takes great care of his body. It's hard to envision those next five seasons being as good as the first five seasons. That's not to say they won't be excellent because I'm sure they will be. Um, And so maybe that, that is the number, maybe five years, 30 million a year is the number. I don't, I think these are all things that, like you said, a lot can change over the next season. But the, the positive thing, at least right now, is that both sides, San Diego loves Machado. Machado loves San Diego. There's clearly a desire for, for that to continue for a long time.
4: Well, if he does opt out, prepare to hear a grown man sob on the radio, and that will be me. <laughs> so just know that's coming, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> He's a delight.
6: Uh, I'll have to spend the whole offseason sobbing because I won't I'll have to chase that down and figure out figure out what's going on. That will not be a fun story. To no, it
4: will, not be it, a, it will not be a fun story at all, man. I hope we don't even uh, sniff that. I really don't.
5: Do you, uh, last thing, just because Bob Melvin was asked it again, we gave our opinions. I, I mean, I, I love Bob. I, I don't think the Padres get to the NLCS without him, but I still can't. I can't see leaving Josh Hader in the bullpen for three straight games without... Are you still on this? Using You're still on this, for oh, well, the love Bob, of God. If Bob had just admitted, <laughs> yeah, you know what, I, should, I shouldn't have left Hader. I couldn't I couldn't have left Hader on the bench, you know, there for three straight games and not use the hottest pitcher in, in the bullpen in baseball right now. It struck out eight in a row. But he didn't. He still said, you know, I like our plan of Suarez and four outs for Hader at the end of the game. And it's still sticking in my craw just a little bit, AJ.
6: Yeah, and I appreciate you asking me because no one, no one's asked me kind no. of for for my take. So thank you. Yeah, thank you for, uh, for doing so. <laughs> I I just think that uh, like it 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 the process is probably wrong there. Like you don't your best reliever needs to face their best hitter, especially when it's a left on left matchup like that. That's just I I it's something the Padres should be kind of thinking about all off season because I think the decision is it. it, it there's not much to excuse it. That said, I'm also not sure with how the Phillies, with with the way Bryce Harper and also Kyle Schwarber and Reese Hoskins are swinging the bat. Like we have to we have to remember that that Josh Hader's 2021 season ended with a home run to a red hot left handed hitter, one of the best hitters in baseball. The Brewers brought in Josh Hader in the eighth inning to face Freddie Freeman last year, and he gave up a home run, and that's how the Brewers' season ended. So. With the way the Phillies were swinging, I don't know that that
5: decision. Hundred percent, hundred percent. It's not. It's not like oh, they would have won that game for sure if Josh Hader. I just. I feel like I'm just so disappointed I didn't get to see him one last time. Yeah. Uh, at the very least, the three straight games because he was so hot there at the end. You know what? I'm gonna let it go. I'm, I'm done with it. I am letting it go completely now. <laughs> it's over. AJ, the season is over. But we got uh, GM meetings. We got winter meetings coming up in san diego so i'm sure we'll have plenty of reasons to to call you up again in the future thank you so much
6: yeah thanks guys i right, appreciate it. you buddy
5: aj castle always appreciate it great stuff all year long uh, mlb.com on our premier chevrolet of carlsbad fan hotline save money the right way with premier chevrolet of carlsbad visit them today in the carlsbad auto mall chevrolet find new roads
1: get some other headlines
5: with our rindle report
1: coming up in our final hour of benna woods next on the fan this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance